0: you're listening to politics weekly to uh be big underdogs uh in the race uh for the uh, the presidency one of them is uh, joining me today we can't survive all those systems what's going to happen if you legalize it completely politics weekly is a podcast on politics news and principles everybody. Welcome back to Politics Weekly. Happy belated Easter, everyone. Uh, I'm here again with, or I'm here for the first time with uh, the Two Classy Gentlemen podcast. Thank you for joining me. Of course. Happy Easter, everybody. Um, so, first of all, tell uh, tell people who are listening, what is the Two Classy Gentlemen podcast about, and give us a couple details about it. Um, we're mostly I mean, keeping up with current events, we're trying to spend a conservative value on a lot of things, and just
1: trying to be as independent as possible with, we try trying to do ambassadorships, trying to do stuff to get involved with other type of organizations and just do us.
0: Mm. Now, you've had a couple of uh, guests on your show that are considered prominent. Do you want to tell people a little bit about that? People such as Roger Stone,
1: um, Joey Salas, we've had a couple of uh, congressional candidates on the show, such as Tamika Hamilton, and other such candidates that are out there right now. And for the most part, we've been trying to get a couple of representatives from those bigger organizations, but they tend not to like confrontation, so they tend not to come on the show. But we also did get Hunter Avalon, too, which, that's our bigger one in the past
0: couple days. All right. Um, well, with that being said, why don't we, uh, we move into the news? Uh, so obviously, social distancing is continuing. Um, there could be some potentially optimistic news about that. Uh, but first, let's get into a projection. Uh, Politics Weekly uh, can now project that Joe Biden, uh, the 47th vice president of the United States... He is projected to be the presumptive Democratic nominee for president in the 2020 uh, election. Uh, Senator Bernie Sanders has dropped out of the race. And he has, uh, as of today, he has endorsed Vice President Biden uh, for the presidency. Biden is the last candidate left. So it means that he is the presumptive nominee. What are your thoughts on uh, Joe Biden becoming the presumptive nominee for the Democratic Party, and what shot do you think he do? You, do you think he has a a shot at beating President Trump and becoming the next president? Well, I would say that he's not your candidate. I would say whoever
1: whoever the Democrats pick as their vice president is the candidate. But no, I think that Joe Biden. It depends on who he picks. If he picks somebody that people believe can take his place once the election's over, he'll do well. But if he doesn't pick the right vice president, I would say he doesn't have a chance.
0: All right. Um, uh, what Are there any names that you can think of that would be good for Joe Biden's vice president or no? He would need somebody on the lines of... Again, I'm not against her, but I mean, I'm not... I wouldn't vote for her, but it would be probably an
1: Amy Klobuchar type person, somebody that's sensible, that can sway a couple of independent right-leaning people to the left, but along to also keep the Bernie bros in check. So I think she would probably be the best candidate just because she's the most sensible and she's also the one that didn't really play identity politics or anything to that sense because she really couldn't.
0: Mm. All right. Uh, well, with that, why don't we uh, why don't we move on uh, to the next story? Um, so uh, the first story is uh, about the twenty twenty election. Uh, podcaster Joe Rogan, who is the uh, podca- who is the host of the popular podcast, the Joe Rogan Show, uh, is now uh, uh, expressing backlash. Uh, over Joe Biden being chosen as the Democratic nominee for president. Um, he's saying uh, in an interview, uh, or he said on his podcast, that given the choice between uh, him and Trump, he would between Biden and Trump, he would choose Trump. Uh, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Um, Joe Rogan will probably go back and forth the next couple of weeks over saying who he supports. He'll say that I... He won't even vote and if he does he would probably just write in a ballot for either himself or Bernie Sanders. He's pretty um he tries to be as non-confrontational as possible because he doesn't want to lose views. Mm-hmm. So again I don't honestly Joe Rogan yeah he gets what a couple million people watching his show. He can't even compare to people on national TV. So at the end of the at the end of the day
0: with uh that being said, let's uh move on to the next story. Um, the granddaughter of uh Robert F. Kennedy uh has officially uh gone missing um and at at the moment as of this moment, they are presumed uh dead um, This was in Maryland um they went missing uh in one of the lakes in Maryland. Um, and, uh, or, or, I'm sorry, um, uh, the, um, the, uh, the one, the, the granddaughter, um, named, uh, uh, sorry, let me get up her, her full name. Um.
1: So, a Kennedy went missing
0: in the lake? Yeah, uh, yeah he, so, Meve Kennedy, Meath Kennedy Town, uh, Townstead, Townsend, um, uh, went missing in the Chesapeake Bay uh, in uh, with her eight-year-old son uh, a few weeks back. Um, she, um, she's the granddaughter of Robert F. Kennedy. Um, she's also uh, related to the former Lieutenant Governor of Maryland. Um, her body uh, was found dead. Uh, in the river, um, she and her son uh, went uh, on a boating trip uh, a few weeks back, and then they went missing. Um, uh, her husband is now saying that they will um, uh, that they will hold a virtual mem- that uh, they will have a Zoom memorial uh, due to the social distance and guidelines. What are your thoughts on uh, the death uh, of? Robert F. Kennedy's uh, granddaughter, Meve Kennedy Townstead. I mean, it's a tragedy, but I can't say that I know too much about them, so it doesn't really affect me or probably
1: 99.9% of America. So, Mm -hmm. yes, it's terrible that she died and that the child died, but is it it any more effective than Tavares Jackson, age 36, um, this morning dying in a car accident? I mean... I would say they both had the same significant amount of um, impact on life. So to say that I would value their death more than his, I would say is not truthful. So I would say that at the end of the day, it doesn't really, in the grand scheme of things, people are dying from the coronavirus. Our rights are being taken away. So the Kennedys at this point, I'm not too concerned with what's going on. Between them, I hope that everybody... And the family is okay besides
0: them, and I hope that they know God, but other than that, there's nothing really more I can really speak on to that point. All right. Uh, with that being said, uh, let's move on to the next story. So we have another person, another prominent figure who died, Linda Tripp. Uh, Linda Tripp uh, was uh, a civil servant who played a prominent role in the Clinton-Lewandowski uh, scandal in... Um, uh, in 1998, um, she uh, she uh, provided a secret recording uh, of the phone calls between uh, Clinton uh, and Lewinsky uh, during, uh, of course, the infamous uh, affair between Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton in the 1990s, which, as we know, led to the impeachment of Bill Clinton. Um, she died this week at the age of 70. Uh, she leaves behind uh, her husband and two children. What are your thoughts on uh, Linda Tripp dying? Um, again, I would say it's sort of like the Kennedy thing and the tomorrow's Jackson thing. I mean, at the end of the day, I wasn't um conscious at the moment she was a big name in the story. I mean, again, it's a
1: terrible thing that she died, but at the end of the day, her death, I mean, if, if, if CNN isn't reporting on it, at the end, I mean, then it must not be too controversial in the, in the sense for Republicans or Democrats. So yes, it's a terrible thing, and I feel I feel awful. I mean, but people die. That's just the way it is. If, if it was Trump, Pence, Boris Johnson, etc., or even Clinton,
0: the Clintons themselves, that's one thing. But for this fact, it doesn't really make a difference. It's terrible, but it doesn't really make a difference at the end of the day. All right. Uh, well, with that being said, uh, let's move on to a story involving, uh, Vice President Joe Biden, uh, a former, uh, Senate staffer for then Senator Joe Biden, uh, is now, um, is now accusing him of sexual, uh, assault. Um, the woman is Linda Tripp. Um, she was, um, she was a staffer for Biden in nineteen ninety-three when he was a US Senator. She is now saying uh that uh she is now saying that she believes or she's now saying that she was sexually assaulted uh by then Senator Joe Biden. Um and uh uh, and she is. She says she was uh sexually assaulted by him. Uh, Joe Biden's campaign has responded to those allegations, calling them false. Uh, what are your thoughts uh on uh on uh Linda Tripp, or not sorry not Linda Tripp, um, on uh Tara Reid accusing Joe Biden of sexual assault. Um, I would say it's the same thing as um they Ford. I want to hear the information, and if it's believable, if it's if there's basically, he's innocent or proven guilty in my book. I mean, mm-hmm. unless you can prove without a matter of,
1: without a shadow of a doubt.
0: controversy going on in the key swing election state, uh, of Wisconsin. Um, uh, this week, uh, there was an attempt, uh, to try and, uh, delay, uh, the, um, the, pr- the elections, uh, in Wisconsin that were held last Tuesday. Uh, however, the U.S. Supreme Court decided in a five to four decision that Wisconsin must, uh, vote in person. Uh, This has uh, led to a number of controversies with some, many people saying that this is the Supreme Court's way uh, of putting uh, people's lives in danger. Uh, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg blasted the court for her decision, for their decision in public, um, uh, in public interviews. Um, Right now, however, we are getting the results. Uh, Joe Biden, who is the presumptive nominee, is said uh, currently has a commanding lead um in uh the uh in the race uh right now he has 60 as of the time we're recording this 23% of the precincts are in he has 20 he has 65% of the vote compared to Bernie Sanders who has 30% of the vote or sorry 29% of the vote uh what are your thoughts on uh Joe Biden or what what are your thoughts on the uh the election results uh, in Wisconsin, and what are your thoughts on the controversy behind it?
1: Um, well, the controversy is being able to go out and vote instead of mail-in or electronically. I think you should have to go vote in person. But um, so the fact is, is that, I mean, Joe Biden's already the presumptive nominee, so I don't know why they're making such a big deal about it, because he's already pretty much in. So... He's already, the, he's already the candidate. So I don't know why we have to keep going out there now the fact that we already have everything in place. I mean, I get that it, it, it's part of the, the rule of law and stuff to that extent, but again, he has the overall vote. And again, if you want to go out and vote, I think you should be able to go out and vote. I think there really shouldn't be a mail-in or electronic kind of stuff. Because again, that's all going to give into to either Republicans or Democrats. Oh, somebody cheated or somebody did this, somebody did that. I'd rather you go out and vote and at least take the chance
0: there. Do you believe that the uh, the primary should have been delayed? Um, I don't know how that would... I mean, that's a little
1: bit more difficult because I think for the presidential stuff, I think I have no issue with that being delayed to, like...
0: So, uh, in uh, Wisconsin uh, there's also a very highly contested Supreme Court race. Uh, of course in, uh, in Wisconsin, Supreme Court justices have to go through elections to keep their seats. This one uh, isn't getting as uh, typically these races don't get national attention, but this one is uh, because it could mean implications uh, for the Republican dominance in the state. Uh, and it could also uh, have indicators as to how the highly contested key swing state could swing in uh, the, in the upcoming two thousand and twenty presidential election uh, The two republican uh, the two candidates include Daniel Kelly Daniel Kelly is a republican and he 's the incumbent he was appointed by Scott Walker, Governor Scott Walker, while Scott Walker was still Governor of Wisconsin, uh, and he is running against Jill uh, Karoski, uh, who is the Democratic nominee uh, for this seat. Uh, she is running on progressive values, hoping that that will um, uh, help her win. Um, meanwhile, Donald Trump uh, actually sent in a last-minute endorsement for Kelly, the Republican. While Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders sent in a last-minute endorsement for uh Caro uh, uh, Um this is a highly contested election. Uh, two classy gentlemen, what are your what are your thoughts on this?
1: For the highly contested, and what was it
0: again? The Supreme Court race. Oh. Um. It's an interesting thing. I don't know too much about, it, so I don't want to and be like oh I know all of this but again I think the, the Supreme Court in and of itself is a
1: major thing and I think more people don't take a look at it enough in the sense of not just Supreme but also in the district courts and stuff to that in the circuit courts and stuff to that extent I think that's why most people don't know why Trump is doing as good of a job as he is even with the economy not doing as well as it could be with the shutdown but I think it's a big deal and it's interesting I think definitely this big It's the biggest
0: you find it all right um well, uh let's move on to the next uh story. uh so right now, Trump is saying that he may want to reopen the country on may first. Um, this comes as the uh, cases of covid nineteen appear to be down uh, in fact, the projection the projected number of deaths has also gone down previously. Uh, it was projected that 200,000 Americans would die from COVID-19. Now that projection has been lowered to 60, or to 60,000 Americans. Um, uh, Trump said uh, on Friday he was considering opening the country on May 1st. That is a day after the uh, after the social distancing CDC guidelines was set to end on April 30th. Um, however, he has pushed, uh, or Trump did not confirm for sure yet whether he would do that. Um, he said in an interview uh, that he uh, was considering it quite highly, um, but uh, but wanted to make the decision thoroughly. Um, he said that it would be a tough decision for him. Um, and, uh, he would take the weekend, uh, to decide it. He called it one of the toughest decisions he ever had to make in his life. Um, and, uh, um, but many governors, uh, are pushing back against that. Uh, Governor Gavin Newsom of California, Democrat, uh, has said, uh, has pushed back against the idea Saying that he believes uh, we have to continue to be uh, stern on these uh, on these policies and continue the social distancing guidelines beyond uh, the May first deadline. Uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, also a Democrat, uh, has said that he believes uh, that um, is now saying that he believes that it uh, that he's open to reopening the government. Um, But he says that he thinks it will have to take uh, a certain amount of time. He wants to know if there's any potential of a second wave potentially happening later down the line. Uh, He wants to know uh, a number of factors before the country can officially reopen and the economy can officially uh, reopen. Uh, What are your thoughts on this?
1: Um, I mean, again, Trump doesn't have too much... I mean, again, he could put the play and become a little bit of a tyrant in a sense, but he doesn't really have the right at the state level to effectively he can give guidance and say, hey, I suggest you do this or that, but at the end of the day, the governors and the senators and the
0: to the next story with that being said and that being down. Uh, So uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo uh, is now denying rumors uh, that he intends to replace Biden as the Democratic nominee for president uh, at the 2020 Democratic National Convention in August being held in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, Cuomo says that he is flattered uh, by uh, the uh, by, the rumors that he could replace Biden, but he calls them, quote, irrelevant, unquote. Um, what are your thoughts on Cuomo denying rumors that he's going to replace Joe Biden uh, on the ballot in November?
1: Well, I don't think he will. I mean, I think he would want to. I just don't think that America would vote for him. So I don't think the DNC would push for him to be the guy. I don't think he's a very likable guy. I don't think New York has a good approval rating for him, and I think that he's a a, a slime ball. So I don't think that it would be in their best interest to put him on the ballot. So, in logistics terms, I don't think he's worth it. I don't think he's the guy that they would want to put out there. But I mean, at this point, we've seen enough craziness go on where I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't think that it would help the Democrats at the end of the day. So I don't see why they would do it.
0: All right, um, And on that note, uh, Joe Biden um, is uh, expressing a VP shortlist uh, of people who he would like to see uh, win the Democratic uh, nomination for the pre or who he would like to see be his Democratic nominee uh, for president of the United States, uh, for vice president of the United States. Um, the shortlist so far uh, includes... Um, Nevada Senator, uh, Catherine Cortez Masto, uh, of course she replaced, um, she replaced, uh, Harry Reid in the United States Senate. Um, that was a big deal that happened. Uh, the Senate, the former Senate majority leader, uh, Trump, or sorry, Biden, uh, saying right now, uh, two sources that he believes that, um, Right now he's telling Reid that uh, Masto is in his top three choices of candidates. Uh, additionally, Biden also looking at uh, other people such as um, uh, such as some of the uh, uh, 2020 presidential candidates, like Minnesota Senator, Amy Klobuchar uh, and uh, uh, California Senator. Uh, Kamala Harris. Uh, Those are the two candidates he's also looking at. In addition to that, he's also looking at Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. That's a name we've heard a lot during the COVID-19 cases. Um, But he's also uh, looking at the uh, mayor of Atlanta, Georgia, as a potential uh, pick. Um, uh, The mayor, uh, whose name is... uh, uh Keisha Lance Bottoms uh was a big supporter of Biden from uh almost the very beginning. He stuck with him for a lot and she is supposedly in the top 5. Uh other candidates uh potentially being rumored to be on his list uh include um uh, include people such as uh uh people such as um Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin and Illinois Senator Tammy Duckworth. Tammy Duckworth is currently holding the seat in the Senate that Barack Obama once held. Uh, what are your thoughts on these uh, potential uh, Democrat? Oh, and also Elizabeth Warren also being considered. Uh, what are your thoughts on these uh, rumors uh, spreading about uh, potential candidates for president, for vice presidential candidates for Joe Biden?
1: I think about half the people you just said, half your audience just went, Who? And that would be my point exactly. Who? Does it really... I mean, half these women out there, they're making... Women are men, but he said he's only going for women now, so that's whatever, but I don't think that anybody he really picks is going to make a difference enough to where they go. I'm going to vote for Joe Biden, even though the guy literally cannot Figure out what state, what's his name, who his wife is. The guy doesn't know anything what's going on right now. So I think when the debates come out, she's going, whoever she is, is going to be debating against um, what's his face, um, Mike Pence, and Mike Pence is, a, is like a solid oak. So Mike isn't going to get flattered by anything that they're doing, and Donald Trump is going to just tear apart Joe Biden limb by limb. So at the end of the day, I don't really think. It matters who they pick. I think it's sort of like a Mitt Romney thing mm-hmm. where Mitt Romney just picked Paul Ryan just because he knew he wasn't going to win. He's like, yeah, I really don't have a chance. I'm just going to throw it out. they will see what happens. And I think Joe Biden, I think the Democrats, should, I don't know if they're going to figure it out in time, but they should figure out. Let's not waste our good 2024 candidates on this election because we don't want to put any mudslinging on anybody that we could potentially use. For 2024, I think that's why Buttigieg went out. I think that's why Kamala left. I think that's why a couple of the bigger names that we thought would stay longer left because they realized that they didn't have a chance. Let's save it. Let's wait till 2024 and make a run then.
0: All right. Uh, Well, with that being said, let's move on. So uh, billionaire uh, philanthropist Mark Cuban isn't uh, ruling out the possibility of a run for president of the United States. Previously, a couple of years back, Cuban uh, thought about the idea, but continued to deny uh, that he would indeed go through with a presidential run. But now Cuban says he's reconsidering it. He says that with uh, the current outbreak of COVID-19, the landscape has changed, and he's potentially thinking about a third-party run. Uh, However, Cuban did also note that he believes that it is unlikely he will run, but he is saying that he is still considering uh, a third-party run for the presidency. Do you believe Mark Cuban could be a candidate for president of the United States? Not even close. Not even close. I think this is the same thing that Donald Trump did back in the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. He's making a point. He's testing the waters.
1: He may make a, Mark Cuban may make a run in 10, 15 years from now. It might be substantial. But right now, he's just testing the waters to see what he can get. I don't think it's serious. I think he's just saying, hey, I'm going to throw my name out there. Maybe I can get some clicks on Twitter, bump my business up a little bit, get my stocks going, and that's pretty much it. But at this, at this point, I think it's just all talk. Also, don't forget Kanye was supposed to run. The
0: Rock was supposed to run with Chris Rock. None of that happened. None of it was <laughs> going to happen, as well as Oprah. Yeah. All right. Uh, and speaking of uh, third parties, uh, Lincoln Chafee, the former governor of Rhode Island, Uh, who had been a Republican, he had been a Democrat, he had been an Independent. Now he was planning to run for president as a Libertarian. Many people considered him the front runner for the nomination. Uh, He has dropped out uh, of that race. What are your thoughts? So his 0.2% of the vote is going to go to Trump. I I mean, (laughs) at at that point, it doesn't really
1: matter. Most Libertarians vote right anyways, just because they want lesser government. So it's really a benefit to Trump if anything else. Though it's as small as it may be, and he'll probably only get a couple thousand votes total from a couple of maybe swing states, but mostly from my place like Texas, from Kentucky, and places like that, which he already has pretty much locked up. So it's inconsequential that he run or don't run. Mm.
0: Uh, All right, so uh, let's uh, get in uh, to the next story. Uh, So uh, right now, uh, Trump. Uh, is now uh, facing controversy uh, for uh, responding to a tweet uh, about uh, uh, which called to fire uh, Anthony Dr. Anthony Fauci from the CDC. Um, the tweet said, if I can pull it up real quick, um, uh, the tweet was from uh, a former. Uh, Hold on. It was from a former congressional candidate. Um, Let's see if I can pull it up. Um, The tweet uh, was originally uh, posted by former congressional candidate, Republican congressional candidate, Deanna Lorraine, who said in a tweet, quote, Fauci is now saying that Trump, that had Trump listened to the medical experts... Uh, earlier, he could have saved more lives. Fauci was telling people on February 29th that there was nothing to worry about and it posed no threat to the U.S. public at large. Time to hashtag fire Fauci. Uh, Donald Trump responded to that tweet saying, Sorry, fake news. It's all on tape. I banned China a long time before people spoke up. Thank you at ONN. O-A-N-N. That's, of course, a conservative news outlet. Uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, on? Uh, although I should note, uh, the White House has since responded to that tweet saying that their intention was merely to respond to the news coverage and the media coverage of the uh, handling of COVID-19 and not, as some people suggested, uh, to uh, uh, suggest that, Fauci would be fired from his position. Uh, What are your thoughts? Well, I'm not a fan of Fauci to begin with, so I wish he did get fired, because he's just a signball who just promotes the worst in every single thing, and then gets it wrong, and then comes out the next day, well, this
1: could happen, this could happen, and he goes, oh, look, a good thing happened. I think he's just a typical um, contributor on the news. I don't think he's, I mean, again, I think he's done some good things, but overall, I don't think he's helped. What's been going on? I think the I can't remember what the lady's name is that comes along with him. Brooks, yeah, Dr. Brooks. She, Dr. Burke. She Brooks. is much more respected, in my opinion, than he would ever be. So, again, I think he's more likable because well, he can say a couple of jokes and get along with some people. But I think at the end
0: that he's not helping the administration as well as America with what's going on. He's just driving more fear than anything else. And he also doesn't know anything about the economy. And he's trying to make economic decisions that are going to devastate millions of Americans for decades to come. Hmm. All right. Uh, well, with that being said, uh, let's move on to the next story. Uh, so the next story, uh, is about, um, uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Uh, the two of them, uh, have had, uh, reportedly had, uh, a talk about COVID-19. Trump, uh, Trump uh, offered, uh, or Trump said previously that he would be open uh, to talking with Biden over the phone to get advice about COVID 19. Biden agreed. The two of them had a conversation over uh, the phone. Not much is known about the conversation, um, but uh, we do know that uh, Joe Biden has said that he has reversed his position uh, on closing uh, travel to China. Um, Trump has criticized. Joe Biden uh, in the past for not supporting that earlier, uh, for being against that. Uh, what are your thoughts on this?
1: For, what was it again? I, I, I missed it like that a little
0: bit. Uh, so, um, uh, what are your thoughts on Donald Trump uh, having a phone call what? with Joe Biden over COVID-19?
1: They need to know what's going on, so that if they were to win, they can get right into the face. Because again, November um, is right around the corner, and they could still be an issue by then. So they need to know what's going on, so that when when they when and if they hop in, they need to be ready
0: for the worst case scenario. So I have no issue with them. All right, Uh, let's uh, let's move on then. Uh, So. Right now, Boris Johnson uh, is coming out of intensive care. Uh, The Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, as we reported on last week's episode, uh, had been diagnosed positive for COVID-19. He uh, ended up, uh, apparently his conditions worsened at one point, uh, and he was brought into the ICU. He has now come out of the ICU. He says he is feeling better uh, he thanked the doctors and the nurses uh, for his treatment and he also thanked uh, the people at home uh, for following the social distancing guidelines. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, everything happening with Prime Minister Boris Johnson? Well, I think of the fact that he didn't survive or it started going really downhill. That would have really affected the
1: country of, the, um, of Britain as well as America could then that again, it's terrible that he was sick and everything to that extent, but also it would have affected our trade deal. Was possible the Brexit stuff going on in the EU and all that wonderful mess going on over there. It would have been a detriment to America as well as the UK. And I think it could have really hurt if he didn't get better and able to get back on his feet. So I think it, I'm, I'm glad and I love Boris probably more than I love Trump. which is saying mm. something. But um, yeah, I'm glad that he's better all from, mostly for the fact that, again, I don't want anybody to die from this thing, but also just as much that it's going to help us
0: and the U.K. thrive in our trade agreement once we get it going. All right, Uh, with that being said, let's move on to the next story. So Donald Trump has released an ad uh, attacking uh, voters. Former Vice President and presumptive Democratic nominee for president in 2020, Joe Biden, uh, over uh, his conduct with China, and the ad uh, it uh, praises uh, Trump for uh, for his uh, actions in terms of closing down trade or closing down travel from China. Um, the, the video shows clips uh, from Dr. Fauci. And other medical experts praising Trump on the decision. Um, the uh, clip also shows Joe Biden uh, in past clips uh, praising China's trade deals. It shows clips with him meeting President Xi, uh, and it also uh, shows him uh, say him uh, meeting with other uh, people from China, uh, and it shows him uh, calling uh, a couple months ago calling uh, Trump's uh, attempts to uh, shut down travel in China, quote, xenophobic. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on Trump releasing this ad? Um, I think it's the
1: typical political way. to. I think it's a smart ad. I think it's, it's necessary to win an election to show people that how much better Trump treated everything um, better than Biden within foreign relations. But I don't think it's gonna have a sway. I don't really think. I think people are stuck in their ways. It may change a couple thousand votes here and there, but I think at the end of the day, it's it's a political ad. It is what it is. Everybody gets what's going on, and that people are trying to capitalize on it, which again, I would too. So I think it's just you capitalize on it, and I think it's a smart move by Trump. But um, we'll see what happens.
0: All right, uh, and let's move on to another story. So polls. Uh, are coming out uh, about the twenty twenty uh, election, um, showing uh, them between uh, Donald Trump uh, and Joe Biden. Uh, right now, um, the uh, the current polls show that Joe Biden uh, has a uh, a an advantage over President Trump. Uh, right now, a uh, a mammoth poll shows Biden ahead by four nationally. Um a CNN poll puts Biden ahead by seven nationally. Uh, a Quinnipiac poll puts Biden ahead by eight nationally. A CNBC poll puts uh Biden ahead by six or or yeah, by six, uh and a uh an economist slash UGov poll also puts Biden ahead uh by six. Um, however, in spite of that, a Fox news poll, uh, shows Biden and Trump in a virtual dead, uh, lock tied 42 to 42%. What are your thoughts on, uh, on the, uh, the polling on Biden's lead in polling? Do you think it will hold and what impact do you think it'll have on the election in November? Um, New York um, and California
1: have way more people than a lot of the Republican states, but that doesn't really matter as long as Republicans get the Electoral College. So, yes, Hillary won the popular vote far and away, and she won the percentage vote for the national vote. So, yeah, she did that. I think Biden's going to do the same thing. I just don't think it matters because I don't think they can win the key swing states that are going to possibly have it provided to the election. I don't think he
0: can do it. All right. So, so. All right. Well, with that being said, thank you again for joining me. But before you go, before we sign off, I want to thank uh, all my listeners uh, for getting us to over 10,000 uh, listenership. Uh, we uh, Politics Weekly has officially passed uh, 10,000 uh, listeners uh, on Anchor, on Spotify, on Apple, on all the platforms where you listen to podcasts, we've officially passed uh, 10,000 listeners, and I'd like to thank everyone for that. Uh, and I'd also like to thank my guests for joining me today, two classy gentlemen. Thank you again for joining me. Of course,
1: thank you for having me on. I'm welcome to come back anytime you want me out there
0: for some... Apparently, I kept a in political insight, but <laughs> thank you for having me on. Before you go, do you want to tell people where you can be found via social media and where they can listen to your podcast? <laughs> Yeah, just type in two
1: Classy Gentlemen Podcast, the number two for Classy Gentlemen Podcast anywhere on social media for our podcast. You can find us on YouTube. We're also on Twitter. We're on not as much as on Facebook, but we're also on Instagram as well. So please subscribe, help us out, and get us growing because, again, it's hard enough to grow here as it is.
0: We need some help during this hard COVID-19 shutdown crisis. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great hey, night. Thank you. From the creator of Politics Weekly comes a new entertainment podcast examining the biggest new movies available to watch from the comfort of your own home. Home Video Review. New episodes of Home Video Review every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.